Good morning. Uh, the first song will be uh, number four, 605 in the sweet by and by.
uh, they said he went to he went to lay down and go to sleep, and his wife went in there to talk to him or whatever, and couldn't get him up. But uh, on with our music. So uh, number one fifty four. What a friend we have in Jesus. Thank you. 
Bluetooth pairing. Bluetooth connected. Hello. Song this morning. Uh, did a I did this a couple couple months ago, two or three months ago. It's uh, I bowed on my knees and cried holy. Let me know in the back if you guys you hear it or not. Of a city called Glory, so bright and so fair. When I entered the gate, I cried, Holy. Then I bow on my knees and cry. 
come to worship the Lord this morning? Are you happy to be here? I know I am. Is it a little bit loud to y'all? It seems a little bit loud up here to me. Okay, all right, well I can deal with it if, if it's good for y'all. I had a good week this week. Had a little entertainment coming across Wyoming, coming back, but Nothing of any degree wind, but just a nice gentle breeze in Wyoming, 40 to 60 mile an hour winds. That's just a nice gentle breeze for Wyoming. Marvin knows what I'm talking about. Before we get started, before I get started on this, I want to pray. Heavenly Father, we come to you lifting you up and praising your holy name. Thank you, Lord, for all you've done and what you're fixing to do. Keep me out of the way of this, Lord. It's all for you. Let it fill, your, fill you with glory. Give me the words you want me to say. And let us reveal what is going on in this world. Forgive us, Lord, where we have failed thee. In the Son, Jesus Christ's name we pray. Amen. I got a question. Do you believe that this is the holy word of God? Is it the inerrant word of God? It has no mistakes in it. Is every word of it in there useful and true? Why do we question it? Y'all can settle in in the book of Matthew. We're going to be there for a while. But I got one verse I'm going to read to you. You don't have to turn to it. It's just one verse. And you probably most of you know it by heart. Ephesians 6, 12. What does it say? We wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against the powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. Will anybody disagree with that? Do you believe that Satan is on the rampage today? Do you believe that demons are active in this area today? 
Do you believe they can be controlled by the Lord Jesus in His name? Like I said, y'all can settle into Matthew. We got several verses. We may not get through with this today. I had Teresa go ahead and put them all in the bulletin. We may not get through all of them today. But Satan, I've asked y'all for prayers for this because I know what we're facing. We're fishing trying to kick the door open on hell and show what Satan is. And you know what can happen when we do that. When you shake the keys of the kingdom in the Satan's face, what's he going to do? He's going to get mad as hell, ain't he? he? He's not going to like it. Well, I'm sorry, Satan. That's just the way it's going to be. In Matthew 4, Jesus inaugurated his ministry, you might say. Go ahead and turn to 8. Don't worry about 4 right now. I'm just going to highlight it. Jesus was in the wilderness for 40 days and 40 nights, fasted. When are, you, when are you at your spiritual strongest when you're fasting? I don't think nobody would disagree with me, would they? When you're physically weak, you're spiritually strong. Jesus was out there for 40 days and 40 nights. And then Satan himself come to him and tempted him three times. What happened all three times? He stood up to Satan with Scripture, didn't he? We know the story, and I just went through it not long ago, so there's no need of going through it again right now. But he stood up to Satan with Scripture every time. Man shall not live by bread alone. Don't tempt the Lord thy God. Are we not having that same power? Can we not do the same thing? Why don't we do it? Matthew 8, 5 through 16. And Jesus, when he entered into Capernaum, there come a unto him a centurion, beseeching him, saying, Lord, my servant lieth at home sick of the palsy. And for those of you who might not know what palsy is, I looked it up because I didn't know for sure. It is a disease that causes you to have paralysis. He grievously tormented. And Jesus said unto him, I will come and heal him. And the centurion said, y'all know this story. I know you do. Lord, I am not worthy that thou should come under my roof. Are any of us worthy that he come under our roof? I'd say no. When you compare his holiness to us. But speak the word that my servant shall be healed. For I am a man under authority and having soldiers under me. And I say to this man, go. And he go. And another man, come. And he come. And to my servant do, and he doeth. When Jesus heard this, he marveled and said, unto, said to them that followed, Verily I say unto you, I have not found so great faith, no, not in Israel. That's a bad thought, isn't it? 
He came to the land, the people of Israel, his own people, and they didn't have the faith of this centurion. And I say to you, let me make sure I'm in the right place. And I say to you, that many shall come from the east and the west and sit down with Abraham and Isaac and Jacob in the kingdom of heaven, but the children of the kingdom shall be cast to outer darkness. If you reject Jesus, what's going to happen? You're not going to go to heaven. Plain, simple, redneck English. You reject him, that's it. But the children of the king shall be kept there shall be weeping and gnashing of teeth. Have we not read that in the, the descriptions of hell many times? And his servant was healed the same hour. I know I'm skipping just a little bit, but I'm, I'm, I'm getting to the points here. The servant was healed the very hour. Jesus didn't even have to be there. But he healed him. Do you think that power is still available today? I do. I know it is. And when Jesus had come into Peter's house, he saw that his wife's mother lay sick of a fever and he touched her hand and the fever left her and she arose and ministered to them. And when... The evening would come. They brought unto him many that were possessed with devils and cast out spirits in his word and healed the sick that they might be fulfilled, which was spoken by Elias the prophet. He took his infirmities and bare our sicknesses. Let that sink in for a second. He took our infirmities and bare our sickness. And by his word, he drove out demons. By his word. He didn't sit there and have a 30-minute conversation with them. He walked up to them and said, come out! And what did the demon have to do? He had to come out right then, didn't he? Jump over to Matthew 8, 28 to 34. And when he came to the other side of the country of the Gardenians, there met him two possessed with devils coming out of the tombs, exceedingly furious, so that no man could pass. They love darkness. Demons love darkness. They love death. What are we going to do about it? What did Jesus do about it? We won't know what to do about it. We need to see what Jesus did about it. And behold, they cried out saying, what have we to do with you, Jesus, son of God? Demons know Jesus. Why can't man know Jesus? What is the problem with us? Demons recognize him and call him Jesus right off the bat, the son of God. But what are we doing?
Art thou come hither to torment us before the time? They know there's a time. They know there's a time they're going to be sent to hell. They're just not in no hurry to get there. And I want to give you a thought right here in a minute. And there was a good way off a herd of swine feeding. So the devils besought him, saying, If thou cast us out, suffer us to go into the herd of swine. And he said unto them, Go. Are the demons angels that have fallen? If you read the Bible, it talks about the angels are like the stars of heaven. They're, un they're innumerable. Satan pulled a third of them whenever he got kicked out of heaven. That's a large number any way you look at it. There's plenty for all of us. And whether you've ever thought about this or not, they don't die. When these herd of swine ran into the sea, they didn't die. They just went and found somebody else. Or something else. The same demons that left heaven with Satan are the same demons that's alive in Jesus' time and alive today. And we're still having to fight them, aren't we? The church has been too gone for too long not telling people and warning people about the demon world. Preachers will touch on it, but they won't go ahead and preach on it. Matthew 9, 1 through 8. And he entered into a ship, and they passed over into his own city. And behold, they brought to a man sick of the palsy, lying on the bed. And Jesus, said, seeing this fate, said unto the sick of the palsy, Son, be of good cheer, for thy sins are forgiven. And behold, the cert certain of the scribes said unto within themselves, This man blasphemous. And Jesus, knowing their thoughts, said, Wherefore, the, wherefore thank thee evil in your hearts? For whether it's easier to say, Thy sins be forgiven, or to say, Arise and walk. But you know that the Son of Man has power on earth to forgive sins. He said to the sick of the palsy, Arise and take thy bed and go to thy house. And when the multitude saw it, they marveled and glorified which God, glorified God which had given such power unto man. You notice who was one that had a problem with the healing? Yeah, the church people. The religious leaders. For the last two weeks, we've humbled ourselves and prayed. There's a good reason for that. We need it. I think we'll get maybe one more this week, and then we're going to have to get the rest of them next week. Ten, seven, and eight. And as you go, preach saying, the kingdom of heaven is at hand. 
heal the sick, cleanse the lepers, raise the dead, and cast out demons or devils. Freely you have received and freely give. He gives authority right there to cast them out. I don't recommend you go out and start tr trying to find somebody's demon possessed and take them on until you've been praying a lot, fasting, and getting yourself ready for it. This is not a game. And I'm fixing, I may make some of you unhappy here. If you've got anything in your house that relates to demons, Ouija boards, or warlocks, or witches, or anything of that nature, get rid of it. Burn it. Don't give it to nobody. And if you're not comfortable burning it, bring it to me and I will. But get rid of it. As a portal to get you get Satan into your home. And I got something I'm fixing to tell y'all that scared me to death. There's a deal going around with young kids, and you can bet this is probably elementary school kids. They call on a demon named Charlie asking guidance from him. They're opening themselves up for possession. So if you hear of a child doing that, don't jump on them. Talk to them. Explain to them what's going on. Jumping on them is not going to help none. You got to talk to them and explain it to them. Satan is on the warpath, and we got to take him on head forward first. We can't tiptoe around him no more. It's time for the church to wake up. It's time for the lions to wake up and quit being sheep. We got to be lions now and take on the kingdom of darkness. Too many people for too long have done that. They've just let, let Satan do what he wanted to. That's the reason this world and this country is in the shape it's in. Marvin said our constitution was based on biblical principles. It is. But we have let people that don't believe in God run it for so long they've about destroyed the fabric of it. And if God's people want to take control again, we got to be on our knees praying. We got to be on our knees getting humble before God and asking Him to show us what He wants us to do. I have been praying all week on this. Actually, more than that, but for some time now. I knew God was bringing this. I just didn't know when. If you think back over the last few months, what, how he has moved the sermons along, it's time for this. Get ready, because it's fixing to get entertaining. I'll go ahead and get one more right quick. Let's go to... Oh, no, I don't think we better. That's pretty long. I don't think I can get through all it. We got our prayer meeting over there. Nobody answer, but answer for yourself. Have you ever encountered somebody that you think was demon-possessed? 
I'll answer. Yes, I have. I may have told y'all this. I, I met a man out there in New Mexico one time. Is holding the church service that Sunday morning. I felt like I was sitting in the presence of Satan himself. That man had so much evil about him. Don't think Satan don't know the Bible. He knows it better than we do. Friends, we're in a battle. There's no question about it. And as Granny said in War Room, fight on your knees. That's a real good starting point. Nick, I want you to sing a couple of verses, but I'm going to invite everybody to come down and pray. I will, I'll stand here for the two verses, and I'm going to kneel down and pray. If you feel God come calling you, telling you to pray, if you feel God talking to you, the Holy Spirit talking to you to get repent, turn your life back over, whatever it is, don't put the Holy Spirit down today. Don't let him, nobody tell you to put it off. Because too many people have let too much, many demons control them. Don't think that demons won't try. You might think a demon won't try to possess a, a gospel, Holy Ghost filled person. They may not possess them, but they'll doggone sure try to guide them. If you don't think that's true, I promise you it is. Because all week he's been fighting me, telling me, no, you're not supposed to preach this sermon. Well, guess what? That just encouraged me that much more. Heavenly Father, we come to you. I pray that I glorified you and I pray I stayed out of the way of it. But let your will be done. Let this church honor you, glorify you. Let this people be with, be what you want us to be. And I place it in your care. In the precious name of Jesus, we pray. Amen.